All right, guys, it is 9 o'clock. It is time to roll. Hello, welcome to U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Uh, we, we start these shows somewhat early just to get people to start joining the room. Some days we have plenty. Some days we have a few. It does not matter. It's all about the game. It's all about having a great time. The game. It is about the game. Uh, it's all about all this, man. It's, it's a great night. It's a great chance to talk about rugby. And we have um, some great people lined up tonight. Uh, Happy Hour Live it brings you interviews with some of the biggest names in the U.S. rugby scene. And tonight is no different. Uh, in a few minutes leading up the show, we have two leaders of the Georgia Rugby Union uh, in the U.S., of course. And we'll explain what that means a little bit later. Uh, these two are, are going to come on to talk about their connection with the other Georgia Rugby Union, located somewhere between the Black and Caspian Seas. And then later, uh, Alice Goff joins us to talk about college rugby. So like I said, another packed show of rugby gold. If you're listening in on Facebook, YouTube, or LinkedIn, you can leave comments or questions in those chats or join us over here on the Twitter mobile app. And you can ask questions of your own, very much like a call-in radio show. Uh, you can ask our, our guests or myself and my co-host, uh, John Fitzpatrick, Rugby Morning questions are, uh, as well. Uh, just look for the links on Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning. If you're not already following us, please do so at Eagles Overseas and Rugby Morning to get updates on future shows and news about USA Rugby, Major League Rugby, and much more. I am Bill Baker of Eagles Overseas, and I think he's here is my co-host, John Fitzpatrick from Rugby Morning. Hey, Fitz, are you there? Hey, Bill, I'm impressed with your geography knowledge. I didn't know that you knew that Georgia was between the, the Black and Caspian. So I'm impressed. I spent about three and a half <laughs> minutes on Google. <laughs> I had to look it up, too. <laughs> I had an idea. I had, I had a slight idea where it was, but was not even close, actually. I'm, was, looking at, I'm looking at a map here, but I don't see Atlanta. Uh, that's a, that's a easy. Joke. We should all know where that is. <laughs> <laughs> it's, somewhere, it's, it's somewhere between Lake Lanier and the Gulf Coast. How about that? <laughs> uh, so, you know, so guys, so Fitz and I are going to talk for about three and a half seconds here. Um, did you see the blue moon tonight? Did you get out there and see uh, the full moon? I'm drinking a blue moon. <laughs> well, that counts. <laughs> <laughs> so my wife and I ran down there at like, at, at like 8.30 to the beach. And we're, I live about a mile from a, the Atlantic. Um, not necessarily um, beach property, but uh, enough where we may be underwater in about uh, 50 years. But uh, we went down to see it. It was stuck behind clouds for half the time. And I was like, um, I see the top of it. Honey, I have to get home. We have a show. <laughs> so uh, in 2037, I will see that moon again. <laughs> put in the calendar. Um, otherwise, yeah, hey, did you see the um, um, the Free Jacks, their, their, their note today? Did you see their uh, social media post about uh, SeatGeek? Yeah, tell me about it. You're a Free Jacks season two. Uh, I am, man. I'm up here. Um, you know what? I don't know. How I, I, I love the idea that they're stepping up. They're using like a ticket agency. But at the same time, I'm worried, man. The whole Ticketmaster, Live Nation, the fees involved with SeatGeek and stuff is, is a turnoff to me. You know, I felt what they were doing just was fine. However, we were literally communicating with someone in the office to buy the tickets as far as season ticket goes. So I know the streamlines it makes it easier for them. But as a fan, as a, a ticket buyer, I'm a little worried about the, the fees. I mean, I don't know if SeatGeek is that way. Uh, what, what's Old Glory doing? The same thing? You know, these days, man, everyone's got a ticketing platform. You know, I'm used to just uh, rolling up and buying tickets from a guy with a trench coat. You know what I mean? <laughs> in, the, in the good old days. <laughs> and some speakers out of the back of a van. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, nice. All right, we'll, we'll keep it going that way. Uh, and finally, before we get to our first guest, I, I'm going to bring it down for a second. Um, 
Uh, some of you might have read the news about an hour or so ago. Um, we here at USA Rugby Happy Hour Live, Eagles Overseas Rugby Morning, want to take a moment to express our sadness about the passing of Toronto Hours president and general partner Bill Webb today. Uh, Bill was widely known as like the father of the Toronto Arrows and much more. You know, myself and, and I'm speaking for Fitzy as well. Would you know we want to give him our condolences. You know, give it to the Arrows and the Webb family. And you know, to quote Brian Ray, I think many of us know who Brian Ray is. Um, you know, Bill had an infectious enthusiasm for the game and never wavered in his opinion, optimism for uh, Canadian rugby. So, uh, you know, uh, everyone speaks very highly of Bill and, and his impact on the game, not just in Canada but North America. So, uh, it, it, listeners, if you want to contribute in his honor. Uh, visit the Toronto Arrows website or so, social media channels for the links to do so. They have a lot of places you can donate uh, in his honor, uh, many different places. So, um, you know, here, if you have a glass, go ahead and raise it to Bill Webb, and we'll give him some cheers right now. Uh, here's the Bill Webb. Well, let's get right into it. Our, 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 two, our two guests are here. Our first two guests are here. I didn't come up with anything witty for them because uh, I have some history with one of these guys and, and I feel like I might implicate him in some uh, 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 bad things. So <laughs> I won't go there. So uh, let's all say hello to uh, um, the USA Georgia Rugby Union Secretary, Travis Spencer, and Vice President of the Union, Pete Redman. Travis, Pete, how are you guys? Doing great, man. Good, good. Travis, you there? Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I know, well. uh, Thanks I, for I, I know well. Pete's been... On, He's Travis. been giving you a hard time about uh, you know living in the in the the, the woods of uh, Macon, and you're here. You were on here first, man. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. We, it's a small fishing village, <laughs> and they, it's not even on the water. What are you Russia. talking about? <laughs> I, didn't yeah, gotta... a, I didn't say it was a successful fishing village. Yeah. <laughs> I had to had to walk down to City Hall to get internet access. So you know, we're, we're, we're dial up. Uh, so yeah. anyway, uh, guys, welcome back to the states. Uh, a bit jet lag still. Uh, finally, finally getting over it. <laughs> it's it's taken quite some adjustment. Yeah, I'm an old man. I'm not quite ready yet. I still getting <laughs> five in the morning. So <laughs> very nice. Let's talk about your backgrounds. Let's talk a little bit more about your rugby experience, how you got into the game, and maybe what your and also what your roles are with the union. So uh, with that said, let's start with you, Travis. Tell us about about your background. Yeah, great. Um, I have been involved with rugby for about 15 years. I started playing in college uh, at uh, University of North Carolina in Chapel Hill um, and then actually got to spend a year uh, in New Zealand after mm -hmm. that. Um, just went over and played some club rugby, um, worked in a bar, kind of took a year off. Um, it was a blast. Excellent experience over there. Um, and then came back and have been playing club rugby and uh, as I've grown um gotten a little older i've gotten involved in club leadership and now for the past three years i've been in uh union leadership here in georgia i'm the secretary so officially i'm responsible for you know keeping all the notes and mm -hmm. running all the meetings but um we're a small group and we've got ambitious goals so all of us have extra projects going at all times um so we're yeah. all involved in in growing the game in in the state of georgia great and pete uh, I started at Georgia Tech back in the Stone Age. Um, <laughs> I was a very terrible football player in high school and uh, couldn't get out of my own way, so I decided rugby would be the best option because you got to drink after practice, which is always nice. <laughs> um, I was, you know, bounced between injuries and 
and rarely seeing the pitch. Uh, but then I got, uh, when I got out of tech, I started to play in Augusta and that's where, you know, I really got bitten by the rugby bug. And, uh, I moved over to coaching because, uh, the surgeries were getting too expensive. And, uh, Sean Elms, one of the guys who coached in Augusta, Mm. uh, convinced me to coach high school rugby. And I loved coaching the, just the, you know, getting everybody pointed in the right direction, working with the young guys. And, you know, we coached at an inner city school and seeing the, the changes that rugby could help make in their lives was, uh, was really significant. And since then I've, I've just stayed coaching the Augusta rugby men. I coached the women and, uh, I also coach rugby South, and uh, now I'm working with the uh, the GRU Barbarians. And, and so. I want to talk about the Barbarians a little bit later in the show. But um, and then and this this next comment's really for Fitzy. Uh, uh, <laughs> Pete and I actually played a small bit of rugby together in Georgia. Did we play in the same Georgia games team, or was that another year? There, Peter. Was that tens? Yes, it was tens with uh, um, an old college teammate of mine, Mike Perkins was yeah. on there and I was playing for old white at the time. And I, I came down and joined you guys for a bit because for some reason we didn't have a team, a team in the Georgia games. So one of the thing guys, uh, listeners, uh, Georgia does really well. They have a thing called the Georgia games. I don't know if that still goes on or not. Does that still go on guys? Uh, I haven't heard of it in the last couple of years, but they need oh. to bring it back. They do. And it's, it's very much like an Olympic style event, you know, all different the games and they had rugby there, which way before there was rugby sevens in the Olympics. <laughs> And so yeah. we had a great time playing. We, we, there would be teams out of Atlanta. They were all like Frenchies. Like, no, they, they're supposed to be actually residents of the state, but clearly they were not. <laughs> but yeah, it was a yeah. great time. Guys, I want to jump into the, the main reason why we have you two on, okay? Uh, just this past week, you both, uh, Pete and Travis, you both returned from, I want to say, a rugby ambassadorship trip to the country of Georgia. Uh, at the same time when USA was playing, uh, uh, playing Georgia, Lelos. Um, I think I'm saying that right. And it all began after... Yeah. Late last year, when they earned their first victory over Tier One country uh, Wales back in November 2022, and uh, you know, and and and, and we'll take it from there. I mean, how did you guys? Uh, how did the communication begin between the two unions? I understand it was like a almost like a misunderstanding by fans, you know, mixing up the two Georgians, almost like a joke, right? Pete tells this story better than I do, so I'll let him handle this nice. one. Go on, and thanks for noticing, Travis. Uh, <laughs> the the president of our union, Steve Mace, uh, was uh, was avoiding doing work one day, one Saturday, and he called me and said, why is our Facebook page blowing up? And the Georgia Rugby Union Facebook page was not the most heavily trafficked of Facebook pages. That might surprise you. <laughs> but lots of people named Jones and Llewellyn and uh, Leak Muncher and various other odd things were were congratulating us and i i checked and they were all welsh ah. and i i looked at the fall friendlies and wales had just been beaten by georgia and fair play to the welsh for congratulating the victor but they're also bad at geography so uh they had the wrong georgia <laughs> so our president uh posted something snarky that will take your congratulations but you've got the wrong georgian <laughs> and then uh, much derisive laughter. And then uh, USA was eliminated from uh, the possibility of going to World Cup. So Steve Mace posted 
something saying, you know, Georgia rugby will throw all their support, uh, all, you know, 10 teams will throw all their support behind the Lelos, you know, yay Lelos. And then at Christmas, the, uh, the vice president of their Georgia rugby federation, Nicholas Alavidze, uh, he posted a, a great video that was uh, him and various other mm-hmm. officials, players, coaches uh, congratulating us or, or thanking us for our support and uh, wishing us a, a happy new year. And it ended <laughs> with the U.S. ambassador wearing a Georgia rugby uh, jersey, Georgia the country rugby jersey, and uh you know, saying very kind things to us. And I called Steve and the executive folks in Travis, and we said that this is too good to pass up. So I wrote a letter to, to the U S ambassador and to the Georgian rugby federation saying that, you know, we, we really need to get together to play a match Georgia versus Georgia. (laughs) And it was sounded like really bad, uh, John Lennon lyrics, you know, peace, Dirka Dirka, <laughs> hugs, but it worked. And w- the reason it worked is the rugby mafia, the uh, cultural attache at the U.S. Embassy in Tbilisi, the capital of Georgia, was a former rugby player. And he flagged it and gave it to the ambassador who thought it was a great idea. Wow. And that next week, we, we were in a Zoom call, Steve Mace and I. And we could tell that this was sort of the the sniff test to see if we were complete morons. And we are morons. <laughs> we are morons, but not complete morons. And different. So the uh, the cultural attaché said, "Great, we're going to kick in money to get uh, the Georgia Barbarians, our team, over to Georgia, the country, to play." Wow. And then USA Rugby decided that they they had fear of missing out, so they scheduled a match against Georgia oh. <laughs> this past week. And the Georgians uh, in Tbilisi said, you got to bring a couple of the uh, Georgia Rugby Union boys with you so we can plot and scheme our match. Wait, 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 Pete. Are you, are you claiming that the only reason why USA played Georgia is because of you? <laughs> I... <laughs> I don't think I don't think it's the only reason. But, okay, uh, yeah, there were other. There, okay. <laughs> but we definitely we definitely created some hype, and then they noticed the hype, and you know, kind of jumped yeah. on it. Good. Yeah, and sure enough, we got to go over to Tbilisi with the. You know, we didn't go with the team, but we stayed in the same hotel. So technically, that means we're part of the team. I think. Yeah, I think so. And uh, yeah. that's and that's how a bill becomes a law. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Pete, Travis, this is John from Rugby Morning. I'd, I'd heard bits and pieces of this story from Bill and others on social over the last few months. And I was like, this, this, this is no way. Like, this is ridiculous. But thinking back on when you guys first had that exchange on social media, did you ever wonder, like, where this was actually going to go? Yeah, it's, it's, it's almost overwhelming, like, how unbelievable it is. Um, it, every time I've, I've told anybody – uh, outside of our normal circles, the story, uh, it's just, it's kind of like that, uh, that famous Spider-Man meme where there's multiple Spider-Mans just pointing at each other. And it's like, Georgia, Georgia, you're Georgia, we're Georgia. Like it's, that's, that's literally the the, the source <laughs> of this connection here, but it, it blossomed into just a, a real genuine, uh, connection. And it's, it's, 
yeah, it's incredible. You know, when I was in, in high school reading about U.S. history, you eventually got around to, like, ping-pong diplomacy. This is, like, something much better <laughs> than that, right? Like, rugby diplomacy. You guys are the uh, the ambassadors of that, no doubt. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, no, and um, it, 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 was, it was so interesting when we were over there. You know, Pete and I didn't fully know what to expect. Uh, you know, we'd interacted with several of them already. We knew that they were going to be wonderful people and great hosts. So, Travis, uh, or Pete, either one of you, I mean, if you go back to that social greeting, I mean, we've all, during our, our, our days of playing or being involved in the club side, we thought, you know what, we could totally play, you know, Welsh B-side or something like that. We can totally do this. But it had to have, like, almost hit you in the back of the head when they said, yeah, let's do this. I mean, seriously, are you, are you, were you kicking yourself? Were you, like, calling each other, this is going to happen? Well, we... Uh... We told each other ourselves, this is not going to happen, right? <laughs> because just this is such random, you know, the, the pachinko ball ended up in this hole kind of completely and probably. It's just random that this happened. And the reason that it happened is, you know, someone at the embassy liked rugby and uh, Nicholas Alavidze, the, the, the Georgian uh, vice president is an evil genius and he cooked up this whole plan. Yeah. So we, yeah. It, it wasn't our doing. <laughs> now, now this wasn't just a few guys with rugby as a similar interest, right? I mean, the U S ambassador to Georgia, uh, of Kelly Deegan, uh, Dignan, and you mentioned the, the Georgia culture, uh, cultural attache, uh, who was Christopher Alexander. I mean, they were involved in making this, this happen too. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, were you surprised by the interest on the on the political level? Uh, I I was completely gobsmacked that you know I, Georgia, the country was was really happy that uh, that we were taking notice because you know things are a little tense over there these days. You know, Georgia is twenty percent of their country is occupied by Russia, and Russia has seems to have a wild hair uh, mm. up their behinds and their occupying a, their neighbors there's a thing going on yes yeah <laughs> and the u.s has a very strong defense you know military attachment to the country of georgia and you know there's there's you know there's strategic interest in the country of georgia but they're trying to firm up sort of the soft power interpersonal relationships cultural exchanges and this fit in very neatly with that right and then you mentioned USA Rugby with the Georgia match. I mean, was there more communication at all with them, or was this more you would do your own thing, and if they wanted to get involved, uh, they did? Yeah, it was a, it was a little more of the latter. Um, in fact, we being in the same hotel, we we spoke spoke to several of the coaches and players, and most of them didn't even know we were there. Um, yeah, so you know, but I mean, they were all they were all equally excited about the story once we told them. Um, you know, everybody's had the same reaction. Uh, it's just such a, a crazy story, but yeah, it was our our coordination was di- directly with with the Georgians. Um, they were our hosts. They they took us around and, and plied us with as much uh, wine and food as we could possibly handle. But yeah, we, the the overlap with the U.S. was just more uh, being in the same place, seeing each other when we could. And I've got to say that playing us with food and booze, Georgians are <laughs> for their hospitality. And I said, you know, sure, they're they're hospitable. But, oh, my God, no. They are <laughs> alarmingly <laughs> You know, every yeah. meal was 
I, I lost count of the courses that were offered and I, I'm still full as a tick from, from eating in Georgia. <laughs> the food is amazing. Uh, the people are so kind there, you know, lots of toasts, lots of good yeah. wine. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they have this, uh, this evil beverage called cha-cha, which is sort of like grappa. Imagine mm. grappa crossed with brake fluid. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, it's, it runs yeah. corners off a day very nicely. I'll say that about it. <laughs> but they are they are so just absolutely gratuitously kind and generous hosts. Yeah. So so it sounds like a return trip will be planned then. Oh yeah. Well, this yeah. you know this this wasn't just a, a meet and greet social trip. This was the intention of this was a planning trip to get the GRU barbarians over there next year. So we're, you know, we're plotting and scheming and uh, we come up with a plan to get our GRU barbarians over there to play their Georgia barbarians, players from various club teams and uh, to make a weekend of it. Well, probably more than a weekend of it because uh, they have, yeah. they have yeah. some cha-cha that needs to be drunk by various uh, <laughs> American folks. Yeah. Hey, Fitz is going to jump here in a second, but just just a quick note to our listeners. Um, if you are listening in live on YouTube, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, uh, go ahead and drop a message in the chats there. We can get your your mess, your question online with these guys right now. Or join us over here on the mobile Twitter app to ask your own question. If you're in the room right now, uh, go ahead and request in the bottom left of the screen. We'll get you up here right away to ask your own question. Uh, go ahead, Fitzy. Yeah, I, I mean, I, obviously, with the, the two Georgias, the the overlap there is is funny. One of you guys wrote, I think, online, and I'll try and quote it here: "Great laughs here in our Georgia, attempting to word things in order not to confuse the two Georgias in releases, but at times it still comes across as quite humorous." How many examples can you guys cite of where you've had to try and explain what is going on between the two Georgias? What? Oh, I mean, it's it's been near near constant. Every uh, anytime anybody hears we're going somewhere, it, you have to recount that whole story and explain how it started from uh, confused Wales fans. <laughs> and you know, trying to explain to people like my bank that I was going to Georgia, and the bank <laughs> said, "You're in Georgia." <laughs> I said, "No, the other Georgia." And you know. <laughs> radio silence and said no there's a country called georgia where is that i said it's in the caucasus and uh, you know it was it, w- it was completely wasted effort so i said yeah there's a country called georgia you're welcome to look it up and i'm going there <laughs> and, and you know it was <laughs> just the profound ignorance of so many americans about the existence of a country called georgia is is alarming we need, we yeah. need to do a whole lot better off with uh, with geography classes in in the country of, of yeah for sure. Tomatoes. Hey, our uh, our next guest coming up in about six minutes has re- I don't know if he's requesting to ask a question now or just getting ready for his half. Uh, Alex, if you want to ask a question, you go ahead and unmute. Otherwise, we'll talk to you in six minutes. <laughs> this is the fun thing about this whole spaces thing. It's like so new to everybody. Hey, Alex. Yeah, it, it's it's definitely new to me. No, I I don't I don't have a lot of questions. Although I I do love the country Georgia, and um and if you look up how many times it's been invaded, it's it's kind of shocking. So uh, oh, nice, that. yeah. 
Oh, good yeah, call. We, yeah. We spent most of our time in this city of Tbilisi, the capital. And, you know, we, we toured old Tbilisi and the capital has been sacked like 26 times. <laughs> is, is it true that it's overrun by cats? Uh, cats and dogs, man. Cats and dogs, yeah. yeah. They are the most dog-loving people and, and cat-loving people that I've run across. Like, there were there were just dogs that were just kind of hanging out, and they weren't scroungy mutts. They, you know, there was one dog that was just following us, and <laughs> we thought is, he's trying to angle for, for some grub. No, he just walked right up to the store, and they had a, a bowl full of water, and he started drinking and then just plots. It's not bad to be a dog in Georgia, man. I, I was, I was going to be worried about what was on your plate. I'm going to get the steak. What is that? <laughs> uh, so, a couple more questions for you guys. We have got a few more minutes for you. Um, you know, uh, so generally speaking, um, you know, Travis, I'll go with you first. You know, uh, what, what, what did you gain this trip? You know, any insights? What did you learn from the host? I mean, anything about uh, anything you can bring back to Georgia here in the states? Yeah, sure. Uh, there's a couple things, really. Um, the first thing that Pete and I both noticed was their their culture, um, their rugby culture in particular. It, it ties into their national culture of that that warrior mentality. Um, they they have a statue in Tbilisi that's a, a woman. It's called the Mother of Georgia. In one hand, she has a jar of wine, and the other, a sword. And it's we want to be best friends with you, but if you don't want to be our friends, we will defeat you. Um, and that kind of either or that super welcoming, but then also just ultimate warrior, um, that culture, um, is just fits so perfectly with rugby and, um, a lot of their ethos of their facilities that we got to tour, um, gave us some ideas to bring back, um, for some of our teams over here. Um, the other thing I picked up, uh, that we haven't had a chance to talk about yet is, um, I got to talk to their player welfare and social campaigns manager, and we've got big plans to kind of uh, co-promote some uh, some projects together, um, whether they're fundraisers or just social campaigns. Um, he was very excited. Um, he had actually spent some time in the U.S. and was very excited to talk about um, how we can work together on things like that. Uh, so they're, like they're currently running a, an anti-domestic violence campaign. And he's like, mm-hmm. you know, you guys can kind of copy some of the same stuff and we can we can build each other up and um kind of collaborate from across the world. Um, and then the last thing they were so genuinely excited that we were there, you know, I thought it was going to be a bit of a gimmick. We were, you know, we're obviously a much smaller deal than they are as a country and a national team, but we were at the same table with, um, executives from the Heineken champions cup, um, who were there to solve, uh, sign some paperwork with them. Cause, one of the club teams from Georgia is about to be in the challenge cup. Um, we were, we were honored guests and they were genuinely very, very happy for us to be there. And I just will never forget that. And uh, just had an absolute blast. This, the big meaning of the trips, right? You're learning things and you're, and you're working together. It's not just you guys going over there and drinking beer and petting cats. So that's good. <laughs> uh, but talking about, talking about teams, um, uh, Pete, Trevor, you both mentioned the Georgian or Georgia barbarians. So just quickly, um, let's talk about that team real quick. Pete, you, you're the director of the barbarians. Let's talk about the side. Why was it formed? You know, where do the players come from? You know, talk about that team. Well, uh, a couple of years ago, uh, during the, the before times, the pandemic, the Georgia rugby union was sort of limping along. We had what, eight or 10 teams. And, you know, there were, 
nasty feelings and, and backbiting and all sorts of just poisonous relationships. And uh, under our new president, Steve Mace, uh, we decided to form, uh, you know, it's a great idea. I'm not sure had it, so I'll just take credit for it. So I, uh, and only me, decided to form uh, a, a barbarian side. You know, you wear the you're going to wear the, the jersey for the barbarians, but the rest of your mm-hmm. strip is, is your local side. And we wanted to get them, get guys together from different teams to work hard, play higher level rugby and sort of take it back to their unit. You, you know, we sort of yeah. uh, used a ranger school approach. Every, not everybody who goes to ranger school is going to end up in a ranger unit. Most of them are going to go back to their unit, but we want to get them exposed to, uh, better coaching, uh, you know, more sophisticated uh, offensive and defensive plans, and you know, and also play higher level competition. So we entered the Savannah tournament in the elite division, mm-hmm. and we lost all our matches, but we played a whole lot better as it got along. It, you know, you don't get better, you don't get stronger without resistance training, and rugby is the same way. Right and. Uh, also the guys went out you know in the evening and got uh um i think blasted is the is the word uh (laughs) but you know they bonded and it's remarkable how much better the relationships between the clubs in the the gru are because of this wouldn't you say tarifus oh absolutely and that the savannah tournament is the only actual play that has happened uh, with that team there's been practices and training sessions since then but it, yeah it's making it's completely changing the culture of the union um almost single-handedly and you have the uh, second match this weekend in ontario is that correct yes and, yeah there's and, uh, uh, apparently one of the players uh wrote me earlier asking you guys who their favorite player is uh, uh he wants you to say preston thompson <laughs> <laughs> So, but so this is your second match now. Obviously, you're not going to be hitting the, the pub the night before the match for this one, right? It gets a little more serious. And I'm not yeah. taking anything away from the Savannah tournament. I've played in it. Many people played in it. It's a, it's a great time. But it's now time. Okay, this is what we need to be as barbarians. We need to improve. Yes. Yeah. They're, uh, you know, they're we're playing London St George, which is a very old style, traditional, you know, British style. Uh, rugby club it has a clubhouse you know early in the morning it starts with minis and it works all the way through to to senior men and you know it'll be great for our guys to see you know that aspect of rugby really uh, club culture that you know that's one of the best things about rugby and uh, you know we're really excited to get the boys up there and, and show them how rugby can be drastically different than just you know playing in a you know in a soccer you know in a yeah. differently marked soccer field and then having papa john's pizzas and then going home right all right so last thing guys we'll let you go here in a minute um barbarians you know how can supporters georgia outside of georgia or else how can they support the barbarians Oof. well you know, is there fundraising involved is there like an uh, yeah. uh, online kind of donations yeah, there is actually. We have um, we have a fundraising website um, that's called uh, Flip Give um, that I can send to you if you can share it out. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. 
and it's it's ongoing. Obviously, we've been trying to fundraise to supplement expenses for for this trip, but we've got more trips planned, um, including the big one to Georgia next year. Um, so yeah, we're we will be constantly uh, fundraising to help support the barbarians. Well, gentlemen, uh, Travis Spencer, um, Pete Redmond, both of Georgia Rugby Union. Uh, thank you so much for coming on here. And like you just said, uh, look up, look up, flip, give, get on Facebook, wherever else their social media is. You know, help these guys out. It kind of is still of a kind of like a pay-to-play situation, like a lot of programs are. And we love seeing these these teams popping up, uh, like you guys said, to better the game, better the the game down in Georgia, especially. But uh, Pete, Travis, thank you so much for joining us, man. Thank you, and and uh, you might want to join us on the trip, don't you think, Bill? I think we should have a live U.S. Rugby Happy Hour live. What do you think, uh, Fitzy? Fantastic idea. And in, in, in Tbilisi, yes. All right, we'll start doing fundraising, Pete. Outstanding. <laughs> awesome. Right. Gentlemen, seriously, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you, man. Thanks for having right, good us. Luck. Yeah, good luck, guys. All right. Uh, a great first 30 minutes with uh, Travis Spencer and Pete Redman of the Georgia Rugby Union. A really cool story about them. The two Georgia rugby unions becoming friends, I guess. You know, the, the state, of, the country of Georgia, and, and the state of Georgia. Check it out. Uh, a really cool story, and and I, I'd love to see more of this happening with other unions. I don't know who else. You know, there's no Utah outside of this country, but still, uh, they got they got state to lose, right, Vincey? I think. There you go. <laughs> hey, listener, we really appreciate you tuning in to these replays of Twitter Spaces U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live. That was just the first half of the show. Be sure to check out the second half and previous shows here on your favorite podcast player. Also, please like, subscribe, or follow, and leave us a five-star review that helps get these shows in front of more and more listeners. Now, what are you waiting for? Go check out the other shows.